Hello, everyone. Welcome to Flip the Switch. It is the first episode of 2021. My name is Haley. And my name is Ashley. And we are so excited to be back. I'm so happy. We actually just, we did two in a row, right, Ashley? We did one last week too, didn't we? Yeah. (laughs) Back on the grind. We're back on the grind, and that is what we are coming to talk to you guys about today. We are going to talk about overcoming burnout, bouncing back, setting some intentions. We know it is a new year, and that is, I guess, the topic of conversation right now, I would say, is setting intentions, setting goals, getting ready for a new year. Um, So that is what we are here to talk about, and we are also in the process of overcoming burnout. So we kind of needed an episode like this. So we assume you guys might too. For sure. I think that 2020 um, could definitely be described as a year of burnout um, for many different reasons and in different areas of our life. In my life in particular, I can speak for myself that I've definitely felt the burnout and it comes and goes. And I think we've had an episode where we talked specifically about burnout and how to identify if you're experiencing it and whatnot in the past. But I think that more so came from a student's perspective, but this is just like a life talk here about like feeling burnt out, how to overcome it and believing that you can overcome it, but also setting some serious intentions for your day and your life so that you can flip the switch to have a better day, month and year. See how I little, I put that little segue in there. I love it. Bringing it back to the whole reason we started this podcast. <laughs> back to our roots. I love it. Talking about back to our roots, we are going to start with our basic intros today. We'll take you through our highs and our lows for the past week, our best workout, and our positive quote for today. Kick us off, Haley. What was your high? Um, My high is that I came back to Amherst. What's well, today's Tuesday? I came back on Friday been so nice to just be back in my own space um and I actually started back in my fourth grade classroom today it was virtually but that is something that fills my cup like it makes me (laughs) so happy and I get to work with kids and they just like I just like smile the whole time like they're so cute like I was working with one today and he was like just randomly in the middle of our math lesson between me and him he was like what's your favorite Disney movie and I don't know it was just like so like we were just talking and it was cute and I just if you know me you know that kids are like probably one of my favorite things in the world so. it's serious though um, kids get Haley but Haley gets kids like it's just there's some connection there you've always had it Yeah, I just love kids. And so it was so, so nice to be back. I took a month off at home because I was working. So they were all so excited to see me and it just felt so like heartwarming. Um, But yeah, that is definitely my high. My low is just being so tired and really needing to catch up on sleep. And like I said a few minutes ago, I'm definitely overcoming burnout. I know that I'm burnt out right now, which we'll talk about when we talk about the signs of burnout in a little bit. Um, so I need to bounce back, but we're we're getting there. So it's okay. <laughs> it's all a process. <laughs> yes. It's all you, Ashley. What was your high and low? Um, so my high, I mean, first of all, it was just New Year's and now it's 2021. So that's a high. Um, saying goodbye to One of the hardest years that I've ever had, I'm sure that a lot of us have ever had. Um, I just like even remember before 2020, like went into a downward spiral, like I was already there. I was like, so sick and so overwhelmed and so stressed out. 
the beginning of 2020, like starting a new semester, I just like don't really recall a time where I was completely stress free and carefree in 2020. So um, yeah, it definitely took a toll on me and burnt me out. But I think that any of us can say that in any regard. This year was really hard. Um, But it was the new year. So that was definitely a high. I had a really great weekend. And I was actually just telling Haley off the mic that I bought a new planner um, for 2021. It's my annual purchase of getting a new planner. And I think this one that I bought yesterday is my favorite that I've ever had. So a big planner person. And I actually got myself a new journal, which is something that I always told myself I would never, ever, ever get a new journal until I finished this like massive one that my mom got me in high school. But I saw this little moleskin, like baby blue teal journal. And I was like, it's $7. Like, and I haven't bought a journal ever. So I was like, I'm going to get it. So that was my small little token of happiness yesterday. So I was really happy about that. Um, But My low was, um, if you know me, you know I'm like the queen of laptop issues. I've had my Mac since I was a freshman in high school, and the amount of like pictures and videos that I saved on it over the years and papers and all this stuff, um, I just don't know like where all the space on my computer went because I swear I've gone through and like deleted precious memories off of it so many times. But um, basically, I've been trying since the summertime to back up my entire computer so that I can send it out to the Apple headquarters in whatever Silicon Valley or wherever it goes so they can completely wipe it clean so I basically have a brand new laptop um, and then I can like back up all my old stuff onto it when it gets back but I went to Apple today um, completely unaware that they're no longer taking walk-ins. You have to have an appointment to go into the store and there's no appointment until next week and I need to make sure that my laptop gets shipped back to me before I go back to school to start my semester. So that was a bummer. But you know, I got a 40 minute round trip drive in all by myself to listen to some music. I listened to some Ed Milet. So that was good. (laughs) Um, So I guess there's like a silver lining in it. But yeah, just like a bummer. But everything's everything's okay. You know, we'll get there. It's okay. You got some Ed Milet. That's the important part. (laughs) For sure, for sure. Moving on to our best workouts. Um, I can just start with this one really quickly too. Um, So I actually got um, a 30 day pass for my gym here at home. Um, It took a lot of thinking, a lot of consideration for me. I know that going to the gym might not fit everyone's comfort levels or their, you know, whatever it may be, there's still a lot going on in the world. But Um, my gym at home is super, super small and I really like it. It's also open for 24 hours so I can go at like weird hours of the day if I wanted to. And like, I think that it'll be really quiet. There was actually no one there. So I got to do a lift today, which was like so nice. I have never really been a lifting person until probably like my later years in college. Um, and it just feels really good to kind of like get a different workout in and Um, I haven't been to that gym in so long. I've been going to it since I was a freshman in college. And like, I feel like that gym was where I really learned how to work out. So um, and like use the weight room and kind of like get into different areas of the gym. So yeah, that was my best workout. Super fun. I also did though, teach my 30 minute hit class yesterday. And um, I'm pretty sore from that. So I guess that was a good one too. <laughs> but yeah, that one went into mine because my best workout was doing Ashley's workout with Victoria <laughs> yesterday. 
And I am so sore. Like, I- <laughs> really? This is huge, people, because Haley never gets sore, like, ever. Oh, but I took, like, a month off from working out, and now I, like, moved down the stairs, and my body's, like... <laughs> oh, my gosh. I had... My butt hurts so bad. <laughs> oh, my God. I literally was talking to Victoria. We were, like, working next to each other, and I was like, Do your- does your butt hurt? She was like, yeah, I think it was those lunches. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Like, I stood up and I was like, I need to stretch my glutes. Like, they hurt so Side lunges and 180 squats, people. Oh, my God. Me and Vic, it was so good. I was laying on the couch ready to take a nap. And she was like, want to do a workout with me? And I was like, I need to. Like, yes. We blasted one of Ashley's playlists. We, like, did the workout. 10 out of 10. And now I am feeling it today. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. That is so awesome. Thanks for the amazing workout, Ash. Oh, you're welcome. I feel like I'm finally kind of growing into my taste as an instructor. I'm glad. Love to see it. All right. We will go into our positive quotes. Do you want to share yours, Ash? Sure. So this one's really been a big, big one for me. Um, kind of like getting myself if I'm ever feeling in a rut or I'm feeling a little bit low um, or if I'm feeling burnt out and I just want to like sit in it and be sad and I'm like not pushing myself to be better. This is something that I think about. Um, so this is a quote that I found. I don't know who said this or who made this or whatever. found it on Pinterest, of course. But um, it says, routine is medicine. Movement is medicine. Sleep is medicine. Breath is medicine. Consistency is medicine laughter is medicine and storytelling is medicine and I think that that those all of those things are things that when you're feeling like you're in a slump or you just don't feel like doing anything you feel like being sad you feel like just sitting in the rut that you're in and not doing anything to make yourself feel better those are all the things that are going to push you to be a little bit uncomfortable for a moment so moving you know taking some big deep breaths, calling someone, trying to make yourself laugh. Those are all going to feel uncomfortable for a little bit. And then afterwards, you're going to feel so much better. The prime example for me is like getting on the phone and talking to a friend. Like when I'm upset, the last thing I want to do is talk to anybody. Like I just want to like sit in my own, you know, sorrows and whatever and just kind of like process it. But if I actually talk to someone, especially about what's going on or if it's something really sensitive, if I just talk about something else, it literally is like medicine. Like it just makes you feel so much better. It makes you feel a little bit lighter, reminds you that things might not be as serious as you think they are or that you, you know, have someone else that you can confide in and feel better with. Um, That just like really resonated with me and definitely makes me think of different ways that you can kind of cope with burnout if you're facing it. Yes, I really love that. I was just focusing on like all of those things especially like coming up with a routine and keeping things consistent, which is kind of hard to do right now if you're a college student and we're in the month of like nothing. So (laughs) I really believe like all of that quote is very beneficial, especially to overcoming burnout. Um, My quote is also somewhat related to our topic finally, because I love when my quotes are like really good. Um, But my quote was, when you start taking care of yourself, you start feeling better, looking better, and attracting better. It all starts within you. And I just really liked, especially that ending of like, it all starts within you, because as I'll talk about like later in the episode, like no one else can do it for you. And you just have to 
like want it bad enough for yourself that like taking care of yourself becomes a priority for sure I love that too like even the whole like kind of remaking yourself or building yourself back up from the burnout like with the phrase it all starts within you like the reflection starts within you too like realizing that you're burnt out and realizing that you deserve to feel better also starts within you and that's kind of a perfect segue into what we're going to be talking about right now so here commences our episode about overcoming burnout bouncing back and setting intentions so we've talked about this a bit before like I said in a past episode but Burnout really is inevitable. This is not us trying to scare you or to tell you that if you're up on a high right now that everything's just going to come crashing down or we're not trying to tell you that hard work leads to burnout. But sometimes you find yourself in situations where things you know, might be moving forward, but they might be really stressful or you might have a lot on your plate or you might be overwhelmed. You might have people asking a lot from you. Um, and especially at the end of the year with the craziness of the holiday season or trying to get things together or trying to just reflect on what you've been through this year, especially with 2020 being the year of the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. I mean, you probably faced a little bit of burnout. Like there are many different things that could have triggered it. Um, the first thing we just want to go through here is Um, burnout can show itself in many different ways and there can be different signs that you may be experiencing burnout um, but it's different for everyone so there are some symptoms or signs like being extremely fatigued really tired Um, you could be a little bit more irritable than you usually are Um, you can have a really sensitive stomach maybe to things that you're eating your digestive system is all out of whack You can have really increased stress levels. You can be a little bit more anxious. Um, It really shows in different ways for a lot of people. And a lot of people react differently to having burnout. But being burnt out doesn't mean that you're weak. I think that's a big thing that I definitely needed to internalize because I used to always say to myself, well, if so-and-so can grind it out and do all of this and take all these classes and have all these jobs and go out every single weekend and blah, 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 like, why can't I? Like, if I'm burnt out, I must be weak, but it's not that you're weak. It's that there's too much taking away from you and your cup and not enough that is filling it, if that makes sense. So it's important to kind of reflect and see what's not working and really force yourself to do the things that you want to do and the things that you have time for and to try to kind of manage that in different ways. Completely. And there's like a lot of other like more noticeable signs of burnout as well just like when you really aren't like connected to like what you're doing if it's like something that you normally love to do and you're just like not motivated to do it anymore like that can be a sign that you're burnt out or you just like are really feeling maybe like you notice I I think for me when I start to feel numb to things or when I don't start to like have emotions towards anything I guess or like when something would normally like upset me or like make me happy like any type of emotion and I just don't feel that like that's like a big sign that I'm starting to burn out and like I get really irritable which I know you had said but like you feel yourself start to become like less patient with like people around you and like it's definitely like little things that you will start to pick up on I I know that I was burnt out in high school in the beginning of college and I just didn't even know. And I'm sure I was just like 
low-key miserable to be around because especially like if you ask my mom I feel like I was extra irritable like around like my family and whatnot so it is like Ashley said like important to like become self-aware like of those signs and just like it doesn't mean that you're weak but it's a good way for you to be like all right now I need to take a break because if you like find yourself forcing yourself to do things that you normally like jump out of bed or like love doing that's probably a sign that you need a break and everyone needs a break sometimes so I totally agree for it but that is definitely a few other things to like look for yeah definitely and also I do want to give kind of a quick disclaimer is that Haley and I are not like mental health professionals we're not health professionals most of these different signs um, that can show that you're that you may be facing burnout are things that we've personally experienced. As Haley mentioned, her um, signs that she's experienced burnout before. Personally, like I have experienced a lot of what I had listed previously. So when I'm burnt out, my energy levels are six feet under. I am mm-hmm. so fatigued, extremely tired. My eyes, like underneath my eyes, get super, super like blue and purple. Um, you can like tell that I'm not well rested at all. Um, in general, I feel like I have the world's most sensitive stomach, but I know that my like stomach sensitivities and food sensitivities are 100% related to, related to stress. So during the semester when things are like really, really picking up and going quickly, it's really hard for me to find things that are appetizing to me or that make me feel good. And that can be a sign of burnout for me. I also am extremely irritable and very, very impatient when I'm burnt out. Um, I can be really snippy or I can be like the one worded answer queen. Like I just give like one worded answers to everything. And I know that that's super irritating, but I just like lose the mental capacity because I'm so fatigued to even like put together a thought with more than one sentence. So take it for what it is. You can definitely kind of find things in yourself and kind of just do like a mental check on where you are and kind of what you've been through to see if you're facing burnout. But just like Haley said too, you may be burnt out and you don't even realize it, or it may have happened to you in the past. You look back and you're like, huh, like I probably was a little bit too burnt out back then. Like I probably should have paid more attention, but we've all done it and it's all kind of a part of the process. Definitely. Um, And I think like the best place that you can go once you realize that you are burnt out is just to start like some self-reflection and like start as Ashley worded it here like taking inventory of your life I'll let her kind of explain that and then I can add some more because you had some really good points yeah for sure so the biggest thing kind of when you're starting your reflection process I think is to take inventory of your life and by that like everything in your life like everything ranging from the people in your life to the job or the multiple jobs that you have, your schoolwork, your classes, your hobbies, the goals that you're trying to chase, the fears that hold you back or the things that scare you, everything in your life. And then ask yourself a couple questions like, what what are the things that cause me stress? What takes up most of my time? Are most of the things that take up my time causing me stress? If I could be doing anything right now, what would I want to be doing? And maybe all you want to do is just take a break. Like maybe you just need some rest. And just like a lot of people, I know a lot of people that are in charge, listen to the podcast and in charge, 
one of the biggest things that Charge ever taught me was that the rest days are just as important as the days that you do work out or you you need the balance like between like the super healthy foods and the freedom foods. I like to call them freedom because it's like you kind of have to like balance things out with what you want to do. But, you know, maybe you just like need the time to rest or the time to reset or the time to not have to think about every single thing that you're doing and how this sentence sounds and what answer you put for this exam or what you did on this assignment at work and blah, 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 blah. You know, you really just need to sit down and reflect about what you actually need and like take those steps to actually get the results that you want. Exactly. Like reflection is the first step that you need to take to actually be able to start taking action and see the results that you want to see. Um, you, I was listening to this podcast by Katie Dudley, who was on a few episodes ago, that's actually focused on like reflection, leading to action and results. And one of the things that she brought up was to really look and see where you're winning in your life and where you're losing and focus on what you can learn from both of these. Like, what are you doing to get yourself to win that you can keep doing and maybe apply to other situations in your life? And then what are you doing to lose that you should probably stop doing? Like what's holding you back? And it's important to look at both of those so that you, like I said, you know what to keep doing, but you also know what you should stop doing. And those can be like applied to a lot of different areas in your life. So I think that just taking that time to like self-reflect is so important. And if you don't reflect, like, you're not going to be able to change. And there's just so many, like, I don't even know how to, like, you just really need to be aware. And I know that we talked about that when we were talking about like self-awareness being the first step. And yes, that is the first step, but you also need to then take action with that. So I really like that you brought up that point of like taking inventory reflection, because that is so important to being able to bounce back. I agree. And I think that what you said at the end, being able to take the action, honestly, is the most difficult part. And I know mm-hmm. that for some people, like taking inventory of your life and reflecting might be really uncomfortable too. Like sometimes we don't want to kind of look back and reflect on how we're feeling. Like some people really aren't into feelings. But if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming you're pretty self aware because this is a very big personal development activity. So I applaud you for that. But if you're thinking to yourself while listening to this, like, that's really not my cup of tea. Like, I don't really like to get in touch with my feelings or whatnot. It, I mean, it really can't hurt. It might dig up some sensitive emotions and dig up some sensitive memories that may have come up from this year. But those are the two hardest parts is just doing the self reflection and then taking those action steps to make sure or to try to actually better yourself with the new year coming up or the new phase of your life that you're starting. And so with kind of taking those action steps, the biggest thing that I can probably say with this, especially if taking these actions seem really difficult to you, if they seem like they're really out of reach, it's just the matter of accepting that a fresh start is possible for you that you can make deliberate changes in your life that you are 100% in control of to enhance your day-to-day life. And by things that you're in control of, I mean you can shift the things that you do in the morning to make you feel more productive, to do something that serves you. So if you 
get a lot of fulfillment out of making things. Maybe you wake up in the morning and you make your own coffee instead of going out and buying your two or three dollar coffee. Maybe you make your own breakfast as opposed to just getting a breakfast sandwich every morning like you usually do. Like small changes add up to big things. And maybe for you, like maybe going out and getting, you know, breakfast out twice a week or something, if that fits your budget and that makes you feel better, if that's a deliberate shift that enhances your day-to-day life for this fresh start that you're trying to go after, then do those things. It's all about dedicating more time to do things that fill up your cup. Examples of this for different people might be cooking your own meals. It might be working out, working out at a different time of the day, cleaning up your space, rearranging your space, reaching out to friends and family, journaling, podcasting, making a YouTube channel, selling clothes on Poshmark, like anything that fills up your cup that you think that you're lacking is where you should be heading. And I think one thing too that I'm going to add here is that when we're in college, especially like especially especially students, but also this could definitely be said for someone that's working full time or whatnot. Yeah, definitely. But the point is, is that you're told what to do. If you're working, you're told what to do from nine to five. If you're in college, you have five to four different professors telling you what to do and when to do it by. And so I feel like when you're in that regimen, you're so stuck in, I have no, you're stuck in the mindset of, I have no time for what I want to do. Like that's just not in the cards for me. I don't have time for this because other people expect this of me, or I have all of this on my plate or yada, yada, yada. But the point is, is that there's little pockets of time in your day that you don't realize are there for you to make this fresh start or to take these actions to go towards that fresh start. And we're not saying that you have to wait till New Year's Eve or the New Year's Day to make all these small changes, but it just so happens that the new year just kicked in. So there's really no more convenient time or more, I guess, fitting time than to try to go around and find those small pockets of your day where you can make deliberate actions to make yourself feel better. Totally. And I loved everything that you touched upon there, especially finding things to fill up your cup because if you're like me and Ashley, we like to do things where we are emptying our cups. So it is so (laughs) important to make sure that you're not spreading yourself too thin in that aspect. And when you are filling like when you are putting yourself into other, like when you're filling other people's cups, it's filling you back up and doing things that just make you feel better so that you're not just draining yourself all of the time. Um, But I really liked your point about the new year because I agree that like you don't need to wait for the new year to set goals. Like you can be setting goals all the time. Like I think that that's where people get like frustrated with new year's resolutions. It's like, yeah, you can do that at any time. But why not use it as an excuse? Like, I I love an excuse to go and set more goals. And, like, I love going into the gym and seeing so many more people motivated mm-hmm. in January. Like, I wish that it lasted all year. Like, I know personally it will last for me, but I'm, like, I hope that this lasts for, like, more people. But, like, that should just keep you motivated. Like, use this motivation. You don't have to be, like, oh, like, it's just a new day, like, it's whatever. Like, yeah, it is technically like nothing changed from December 31st to January 1st. But use that to push you because like, everyone else around you, I feel like is using it. So you might as well use the motivation. Yeah. Um, 
and no one else is going to do it for you guys. So you got to just be ready for that new start. Use this time. If you're listening to this later on in the year, guess what? Tomorrow's the first day of the new you. So like, <laughs> it. that as your fresh start. And when I say new you, you know what I mean. I'm not, I already went through this in the last episode. I'm not saying new year, new you. New year, improved you. Yeah. Uh, is the motto there. We're all enough anyways, but we can all make changes to be better. I totally agree. Now we're going to talk about goals, probably like the number one most used word on this podcast. You guys love it. We love it. And the queen, Haley Diamond, is going to tell us about setting (laughs) damn goals. Take us away. Oh, one of my favorite things. Um, But there's just the first thing I have to say about goals is that you can set goals in every area of your life. Like you can set personal goals. You can set financial goals. You can set health and fitness goals. Those are two different categories because your fitness is not always related to your health. But those are just like a great place to start is to really like think about all the different categories of your life and like how you want to be better in each of them. And my biggest piece of advice is to start small and make them achievable because it's easy to dream big, which you should, but if you start with that big goal, I want you to break it down into smaller goals that you need to achieve before you can reach the big goal. And like you want to focus on those smaller ones because if you have a one really big goal that's awesome, but it can always be broken down into smaller pieces. And it's something like once you actually achieve like the smaller piece, it's going to encourage you to keep going. And like, you don't want to get discouraged by having a goal that's too big, because I promise you no goal is too big. Like you are able to accomplish anything that you set your mind to. But breaking up that goal into smaller steps on like how to get there and having better like breaking it all the way down to like say your goal which I don't like setting goals that are like losing weight or whatever but we can use that as an example like say your goal is to like lose however many pounds you like need to break that up into smaller things because it's going to take you a while to reach it so you want to give yourself that like once that sense of accomplishment is like getting something small and you want them to be measurable too so that you know that like you're actually getting towards it I think the measurable is kind of what makes it a goal whereas if it's not necessarily necessarily measurable it's more of like an intention that you're setting um but along with that the last thing I have to say about goals is try not to have too many that you get overwhelmed I am a like bad at this because I like have so many goals, which is a good thing. But then you kind of get overwhelmed and you're like, oh my God, but I, okay, so I'm working towards this goal, but I haven't been working towards this goal. And it's just really easy to get overwhelmed. So I think the best thing you can do, write down that big goal and then break it down into smaller goals and focus on like one or two, like every day, because realistically you're not going to reach every single goal every single day so set yourself up for success and to keep yourself going because once you get that little bit of achievement you're it's like a waterfall effect you're just gonna want to keep going Mm -hmm. it's so true and if you really if anything that she that Haley just said resonated with you 
a lot of what she said is discussed in the book, The One Thing, um, which I totally forget who the author is. Um, but The One Thing, which I think we've talked about on the podcast before, literally explains step by step how you should have like your big, big goal, like the end game goal or the picture perfect umbrella goal. And basically explains to you how, say you have a a 10 year goal. Okay, like in 10 years, I want to buy a house, for example, then the the author tells you to create a five year goal. So in five years, I want to have moved out of my parents house and be living on my own somewhere. And then after the five year goal, you want a yearly goal. So by the end of this year, um, I want to be able to pay first last and security for a new apartment. Okay, for the year, for my yearly goal, what can I do every single month to get me towards that goal? Okay, well, maybe I can save this amount of money. Okay, for every single month, what can I do every single week to get me towards that goal? Okay, well, maybe I stop buying my coffee out and I only buy the the thing, the X, Y, and Z things that are on sale at the grocery store and I like sign up for a Cumbies card to save money on my gas. Okay, well then for my goals for the week, what can I do every single day or what can I do today to make sure that that goal is accomplished? And it's exactly what Haley said, trying to break down your bigger goals into something small because the everyday actions have an effect on your long-term goals, whether that be for your financial goals, your personal goals, your health goals, your fitness goals, everything that Haley had mentioned. And another really great podcast to listen to, which Haley and I love, Tori D. Simone, but she mm-hmm. read the book, The One Thing, and basically like made an amazing podcast synopsis of it. And I think the episode is called this one thing will change your life forever. Um, it's one of her older episodes. So you'll have to scroll through. Um, but yeah, I mean, such an incredible concept and something that truly, truly works and brings you extraordinary results. So make these goals, but make them attainable. Don't let them scare you. They're really not as big and scary as you think. I mean, I'm a huge believer too. Like if your goals don't scare you, they're not big enough, but don't make them like, undigestible or unattainable because you just think that they're so big and so far away that you can't get there. Because just like Haley said, you can get there. If you really want it and you really, 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 really put your mind to it and you sit down and you plan, you can get it. I am sure of it. That goes for anyone. I don't care if you've always identified as an overachiever. I don't care if you identify as a goal setter, goal planner. I don't care if you're someone that writes everything down in their planner and has to have it planned down to a T. I don't care if you're the most unorganized person ever. If you really, really want something and you break it down into small, deliberate actions to the day, you will get there. End of story. 100%. I love that. You are the only one holding yourself back, guys. The harsh <laughs> truth always hits me every time. And I'm like, oh, wow, it's me. It's me. So, <laughs> I say that in the most loving way possible. And because I know that you are all capable of reaching anything that you put your mind to. Um, I think just to kind of wrap up the overall topic is you – can literally bounce back and become stronger and wiser from anything, especially your burnout, but anything that's like holding you back. Because like we were saying, 
this happens to everyone. And I've, as I have gone through it so many times, but if I have learned anything about being burnt out and reaching my breaking point, it's that once you actually allow yourself to take a break and give yourself rest, you come back so much stronger. And like, I, it's the same thing. Like you could use working out as an example. Say you've been working out like crazy. If you take like two or three days off, that first workout that you do after working out, you feel incredible because you've let yourself rest. Like that is a perfect like physical example of what your mind would do if you just let yourself take a break because you felt burnt out. Like I promise you're not going to feel burnt out forever if you let yourself bounce back and you let yourself take that time off and that motivation will naturally kick in like sometimes it's going to take longer because I feel like for me right now with like how burned out I am I'm going to need a few weeks before I can like fully bounce back but you will notice that like motivation and everything else slowly coming back on its own and you will come out even stronger than you were before. I totally agree. And you'll notice too that the people that really care about you will want you to take a break. Like you will know in your future that you have a really, really good boss when they ask you why you haven't taken your vacation days yet. And then they just like send you off and force you to take your vacation days because these people care about your well being and they know. Again, I'm not a health professional, I don't study this, but there are studies and findings out there that say, that taking time off and taking a long weekend or going on a week-long vacation, taking time away from your work is extremely beneficial to your productivity, to the quality of your work, to your work-life balance, to your happiness level when you're at work. So taking a break is not a sign of weakness. It's not throwing your arms up and waving the white flag. It seriously is there to help you and to be a cushion and to help you spark that creativity, to spark your energy levels, to make you feel like you're in control of your life. So don't let the burnout consume you. Don't let yourself think that, you know, I'm a college student. Everybody gets burnout. This is just how it's supposed to be. Or I have a really hard job. This is just how it's supposed to be for me. No, like you deserve the break. The break should be there for you to be able to take and you have the power to make those small changes in your everyday life that will set the intention for a better week, a better day, a better month, a better year, and a better life because you're going to flip the switch and finally realize that you can go after exactly what it is that you want. If you want more time at home, you can do it. If you want a different job, you can do it. If you want to go to a different school, you can do it. If you want a different major, you can do it. You can set all these amazing goals and overcome the burnout and feel so much better. You can finish your last semester of senior year on a high note after taking weeks off from school and weeks off from work and just letting yourself breathe again. So that's our little two cents just about that. But yeah, any other last thoughts you want to add, Haley? The only other thing I was thinking while you were talking is that literally nothing can be like on and like going all the time like you're gonna run out of steam you're gonna lose like like you're gonna need to recharge you're gonna need to like take that time to be yourself again so don't beat yourself up like we've been saying and just use it as time to become better and like you're not slacking for like taking time off like I promise it's gonna put you farther ahead 
than people who don't take the rest and like who don't try to take care of themselves. Like you are just doing yourself a favor by doing this. So make yourself a priority 2021, all about self-love, all about being your biggest priority. So I hope that that was what you took out of this episode and that you guys all are ready to like set some goals, set some intentions and just become the best version of yourself this year because that is what I'm always working towards and I hope everyone else that listens to this is as well. Yes, I love it. That was so awesome. I'm so glad that we did this. Yes, we will be back next week. We have a new surprise coming up soon, so be on the lookout for that. Um, But we are excited to be in the new year and be fully committed to our podcast and just this platform in general. So get excited. We have big things coming. Big things are coming. Big moves, people only. I'm very excited. (laughs) We will hear from us next week, guys. Bye. Bye.